0: I wanted to talk about why do we continue to pray? If a prayer is not getting answered, why do we continue to pray? You know, I've asked this question many times, and and I have different people that would always tell me through the church, just just keep praying. But don't give up. Don't give up. But, but why? I want to know why we don't give up. Why do we continue to pray? And we're going to dig into that today, and that's going to be the first start of this warrior conversation. Okay, each week we're going to have something that most churches don't like to talk about, and we're going to talk about it. I'm going to preach on it. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to learn from those things because we're not going to run from the hard conversations. Amen? Amen. Awesome. All right. Uh, grab your Bibles. I want you to go to Romans chapter 12, verses 11 and 12. It's a short read. Let me hear some amens when you get there. That's not enough. I'm going to give you a little bit more time. There we go. Any more amens? We're there now? Very good. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I praise you. Thank you for this congregation, God. Thank you for the the growth that I have seen, not only through myself and my family, but multiple families, the, the people that come to this church, God, just thank you for giving us the opportunity to grow them each and every week. And uh, Father, I just ask that today that we continue that. And uh, I, I praise you for that opportunity. The opportunity to actually be your hands and feet is, is something, God, that I just, I long for all the time. I long for that, Father. It always humbles me. And... Um, I just, I thank you for that. Thank you for humbling myself, our leadership of our church, each and every day. And God, I ask that you continue to do that. Uh, I thank you for last week. And just, God, your presence is always felt here. And uh, I thank you for chains being broken last week. And God, in this moment, I need people's hearts, ears, and eyes to open to understand why we don't give up when it comes to prayer. God, I ask that you anoint me in this moment from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. God, I ask that you take all my doubt, my worry, lack of confidence. That anything that may be blocking me from getting your message across today, Father, I ask that you take it away from me and you replace it with you, God. I ask for your confidence right now, God, your boldness. It's the thing that we teach on God. We don't call it confidence, we call it confidence. God, I need that in this moment, and I ask that you give that to me, Father. I claim that in your Son's name. And I praise you for the ability to be able to do that. We're honored and we're very humbled by it. Help us to love, help us to laugh, help us to forgive. Amen. Ah. Here's what I want you guys to do. I don't do this very often, but I'm going to do this today. If you've got your Bibles in your hands, first of all, you're a good Christian if you've got your Bibles in your hands. But for those of you that don't, that's okay. Pull out your Bible app. That'll be fine. But what I want you to do is I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 3, and I want you to put a a thumb on that, and then I want you to put a thumb on Revelation chapter 8. We're going to go through the Word quite a bit. I've got quite a bit of notes here today, so y'all be patient with me. But we're going to go through the Bible quite a bit today, but those are the two main places that I want you to put your thumb on. Okay? Put a marker in there. Again, Ephesians chapter 3 and Revelation chapter 8. I don't know about y'all. Every time I hear Revelation, it's like, ooh, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Another thing, guys, on Ephesians, just to just give y'all a heads up, this is how I learned where Ephesians is. You, you know, you have, you have Galatians, Ephesians. Philippians and Colossians. Okay, so so remember those letters. General Electric Power Company. <laughs> Y'all learned something today. All right, we're dismissed. Y'all got it. Remember that. Remember that. All right, guys. So here's the thing. There's this family. There's three. They they have they have three daughters. Okay, so you got three sisters in this family. Very similar to my family. And uh, they want a baby brother. I mean, they they have just been. Driving their parents crazy wanting them to have another child so The oldest daughter prays the first month that they're gonna have hey, you know what? We're gonna have a baby brother a month later The middle child kicks in because the oldest one's like giving up right it's been a month giving up So the middle one kicks in she prays for a month She gets tired of it. She quits. She's had enough. So then the third one takes over and prays for another month Well, then they all three give up, okay? Six months later, the father comes to get the three daughters and takes them to the hospital. They get into this room, and he draws back a curtain, and there's a little baby brother. And they're all excited. They're pumped up. He says, oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute. He goes over and draws back another curtain. There's another baby brother. They're all excited, and he kind of, hang on. He pulls it back, and there's a third. Triplets, right? And the dad had that moment to sit down with those three daughters and said, see what happens when you continue to pray. And the oldest daughter looked at him and said, aren't you glad we stopped after three months of praying? (laughs) Guys, we've got to continue to pray, okay? I have a few questions for y'all today. I need you to answer this first one. The other ones I don't need you to answer, but this one I literally need to hear answers for this. Does God have all power? Amen, right? I think we can all agree with that, right? If we bother God enough, will he release his power? When we pray, are we trying to talk God into something that we need our prayers answered for? Again, you don't have to answer these. If we pray a lot, will it earn answers through our prayers? Today, again, the question is, why do we keep praying? I'm going to teach you how important it is to stay in constant prayer. And there are three things, three points that I want to bring to y'all's attention to understand more about the actual power of prayer. The first point is, God has deposited his power in us. This is something that we have to understand. We have to understand this. I want to go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is Jesus speaking. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So there's your proof. God has asserted power inside of us. We can use that through prayer. I think we all agree with that, right? If you don't agree with it, you're calling Jesus a liar because it's right here. Don't do that. Good Christians don't do that. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 3. This is where I want y'all to put your first thumb in the Bible because I want y'all to read this yourself. Go to verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 3 verse 20. Now unto him that is able to exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, excuse me, that we are able to do that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all what ask what we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Okay, guys, a lot of us have heard this verse before, but what I love about this is you could drop exceeding, abundantly, and above, and you could just say, now unto him that is able to do all that we ask or think. You could do that, right? Like, you don't have to add these other three words. God can do all, correct? Okay. But what I love about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit knows that we're not very smart. Okay? We have to have things, you know, explained a little better to us. It has to sound better, right? Well, the Holy Spirit knows this, and thank goodness he spoke through Paul to do this, and he adds exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. okay, guys, if he can do this, if God can do all of these things, I know I'm not the only one in this room that has asked this question before. Why doesn't he? If he can do it, why doesn't he? I want you to think about that, guys, because there's a lot of times in your life that we ask that question. You know, I'm sitting here talking about the price family. I'm sure that question's been asked a lot in the last forty-eight hours. You know, why? Why aren't our answers prayer our answers our prayers answered? I mean, what why why can't, since you can do exceedingly abundantly above all, why don't you for every prayer that I have? This verse, the reason why I want y'all to save this is because the thing is, according to this verse, that last phrase where it says, according to the power that worketh in us, right? See, a lot of people stop right here. They'll read just the first part of this verse. Many times we've talked about this in this church, guys. You've got to keep reading. There's a reason why this stuff is put together. If you don't continue to read, there's a major problem here. That word according, the Greek word for according, actually means measurement or to measure out. So my question to you, how much of God's power are you measuring in your prayer life? That's what they're trying to say here. This is what Paul's trying to get across. We limit God's unlimited power through our own prayers, unfortunately. That's our problem. That brings me to point number two. We must release his power through prayer. I want you all to see what Jesus says about this. I want to go to John chapter 7. This is verse 37 through 39 we're going to go with 37 38 first on the last day the climax of the festival jesus stood and shouted to the crowds anyone who is thirsty may come to me anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart before i go any further I just noticed this, didn't even notice this when I was studying for this, but the word rivers is capitalized. We're going to come back to that. Go to verse 39, Nick. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. That's why rivers was capitalized. That living water, those rivers, that's the Holy Spirit. Who would be given to everyone believing in him. Okay. The Holy Spirit flows out of our heart like a river. So my question, again, to you guys, I keep asking y'all questions because I really need y'all to grasp this today. You need to ask yourself this question. What river are you? Are you the Sulphur River or are you the Red River? Okay, first of all, if you Sulphur River, you stink, okay? Like, let's, let's get better than that. It's also not very big, right? That Red River is pretty big. We should shoot for the Mississippi, right? And we should shoot to have a river that's flowing out of our heart that's that size. But the biggest problem we have is I don't even know that some of y'all have a river flowing out of your heart. I'm not real sure you have got a stream. I'm preaching to me too. <laughs> there have been a few times that I'll doubt. And I I won't continue to pray the way that I should. I want y'all to think about we hold the faucet that determines the temperature of our heart. I want you, you know, everybody, you you can think of this. I mean, if you're going to take a shower, you're going to go turn that hot water on, right? And and I mean, most of the time, most of the time, it, it gets hot pretty quick. Unless you live with four women like I do and it takes a little bit more time for that water to get hot. Sometimes there is no hot water, okay? How many of you have to wait a long time for the water to get warm? Show of hands. Who's got that in their house where the hot water here is not so great, so forth, right? It's hard to be patient for that. You're not going to turn it off, though, right? You're going to wait till it gets warm. You're not going to take a cold shower. You're not going to turn it off and just stink. Like, you got to take a shower. The problem is, guys, is we turn the faucet off way too quick on God. We turn it on, it's freezing cold. And we shut it right back off. We don't give him time to let that water warm up. I want you to think about how many times you pray about something, but you don't continually go back to it. Guys, there's there's a lot of times God's going to make you work for that. You need to leave that faucet on. Why did Elijah pray seven times for rain? Why did Nehemiah pray every day for months before going to rebuild the wall? Why did Daniel pray 21 straight days? Sometimes God's going to make you work through it through prayer. And sometimes it's a major spiritual battle. I want to go to Daniel chapter 10 verses 2 and 3. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine across my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks. Of Actually, here's the thing, guys. I'll tell you what. The reason why he's mourning he's probably on a diet. Good gosh. No rich food, no meat. That's terrible. No protein. And then on top of that, the people that are with him also, heck, they're mourning too. He stinks. Look at that. No fragrant lotions. No, the man ain't taking a bath or eating nothing in three weeks. I'd be praying for 21 days too. So I lost my spot Let's go to Daniel chapter 10 We're going to flip over Verse 12 through 13 He said to Daniel This is an angel An angel shows up Daniel been in prayer For 21 straight days guys So an angel finally shows up On the 21st day Since the first day You began to pray For understanding And to humble yourself Before your God your request has been heard in heaven. The first time he prayed, it was heard. This was his angel. First time he prayed, it was heard. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to to help me. In other words, guys, I need you to grasp this. What that angel's saying is for 20 days. He has been in a spiritual battle for Daniel. Your angel is in a spiritual battle for you. What if Daniel quit praying after the 20th day? That whole book's probably not in the Bible if he quits praying after 20 days. Understood? Guys, sometimes you got to finish it. You know, we talked about last week, don't stop on 7. Well, in this situation, don't stop on 20, okay? Guys, it's a spiritual battle. Okay, we've talked about this. The battle that we fight is not of this world. It's on the spiritual realm, right? That's what we're dealing with on a daily basis. We don't see it. A lot of us can feel it, but you don't see it, okay? That's the issue. you got to keep that in mind, guys. Don't think that God doesn't hear your prayer. You need to understand he hears every prayer. But sometimes he wants you to fight for it. And if you just go one or two rounds and give up, you didn't fight hard enough. You have to continue to pray because it is a spiritual battle constantly. And it's not just you. That's what you need to think about. It's not just you going through that spiritual battle, it's your angel. Your angel's going through it with you. However, you do need to be expecting that angel every single day. Step three. God adds his power, fire, to our prayers. Notice fire. I'm fixing to get to that. Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. We're not at Revelation 8 yet. This is before that. And when he Jesus took the scrolls, the four living beings and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. First of all, I thought it was really cool. It's gold bowls. It's not just bowls. It's not silver bowls either. Okay, it's not platinum. Is gold, gold bowls that are catching our prayers. Okay, what I need you to grasp from gold bowls, it's not just a bowl. That's how important our prayers are to God. He's not going to put them in a Tupperware. He's not going to put them in a glass bowl. He's not going to put them in a coffee can. He puts them in a gold bowl. And if you notice, it's plural, right? Go bowls. Each one of you have bowls. You also have multiple bowls. I'll get to that in just a second. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read this. Y'all can follow along. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll... There was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. By the way, that verse is used by a lot of biblical scholars to explain that in half an hour there are no women in heaven. (laughs) Only men got that. Did you not get that? Let me read that again so y'all catch this. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. Obviously, y'all didn't think that was funny at all. I'm sorry. Let's move on. I saw the seventh angels. By the way, it was just half an hour. God was like, guys, I'm going to give y'all half an hour to to watch the end of the football game. Okay, like that's what he was trying to do, right? (laughs) Uh, Then an angel, excuse me, then another angel with gold incense burner, excuse me, with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. And a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire. That's where the word fire comes in, guys. Burned with fire from the altar and threw it down up on the earth. And thunder crashed. Lightning flashed. And there was a terrible earthquake. I've got a simple question for you guys. How full are your bowls? You've got a bowl for your family, for your marriage, for your job, for your children, for your church. How full are they? I'm going to draw something. Why are y'all laughing? I heard somebody laugh. Let me make sure I get my notes right here. Okay, yeah, that got it. Okay. All right, guys. My mom, my mom. I went back here to get this earlier, and she was like, "Just make sure you spell everything right." And I said, "No, I'm not writing anything down. I'm drawing. Like I can. I don't want to write anything." Okay. So listen, guys. I need y'all to envision this. Okay. Here, here's, here's. That's you. It's not me, because I'm better looking than that. But that's you, okay? All right, so so you're down here. This is this is earth, right? Like, that's what that is, okay? Right here, heavenly realms, okay? Can y'all see this? I see this, Bo? Okay, you getting this? That's, that's ugly, but that's the altar, okay? That's your golden altar. Here's your bowl, okay? You're down on earth. You've got a situation you're praying about. You're really struggling with something, right? You pray one time. Fills up a little bit. It's one time. Next day, the prayer is not answered. You pray again, right? Getting a little closer, right? A couple days goes by. God, I really need this to come through. You pray again, right? Come on, Marker, don't go out on me. Y'all getting the gist here? You pray again. You pray again. You pray again. All of a sudden, the fire flows down to you. It will overflow, right? You go to the water park. How How many people in here go to the water park during the summertime? Come on, somebody raise your hands. There's like five of you. Shame on y'all. Y'all need to get more sun. You need to get out more. So, so so, we go to the water park all the time. We love the little water park here in Texarkana. We, we get that yearly pass thing. And, and, and Sadie and Caroline do this all the time. Y'all know those buckets that, that are sitting there and there's water filling up in them and they're above their head. And when they fill up to a certain point, they dip over, right? That's it, guys. If you stop praying the bowl won't get full. He's ready to dump his fire out on you. One prayer may not do it. Two may not do it. 21 may not do it. There are people that have been praying for stuff for years. Years people have been praying. But I'll promise you one thing, and this is from my experience, I'd say 99% of the things that I pray for takes more than one. Guys, don't just pray one time and walk away from that. And I'm going to tell you why. God wants a relationship with his children. Prayer is how you communicate with God. If you talk to him once, come on. The more you talk to him, the more you build that relationship, the more that fire is going to pour out on you. Are y'all following any of this at all? Am I getting anybody? How's my drawing? Thank you. I challenge everybody in this room today, this is what I want you to do. I want you you to spend a little money, just a little bit. It's not expensive, just a little bit. I want you to go to the dollar store. I want you to get you a bowl. I want you to go to Ace Hardware and get you some gold spray paint. I want you to spray that sucker gold as you can get it. I'm talking about ugly spray paint gold. Okay? Y'all following me here? I want you to get a gold bowl, pretty good size. You know, don't, listen, don't go get like a teacup, okay? I'm talking about decent-sized bowl, right? I want you to put it somewhere in your house, and I want you to buy some marbles. When you pray for something, I want you to drop a marble in that bowl. And the next day you pray for it, you drop another one, you drop another one, you drop another one. Here's what I'm going to promise y'all. Again, this is just through my walk. This is not biblical. This is a micaism, Okay? I bet you 99% of the things that you pray for will not fill up that bowl. He'll answer it. But I want you to try it. I want you to see. If you can get that visual concept in your head, and another thing it does is you'll walk by that bowl and you'll see two marbles in there, but it's been driving you crazy for two months. we got to do better than that, guys. For that 1%, that you might pray for that overflows that bowl. Come to me and let me know and I'll get you a bigger bowl and we'll keep praying. you hear me? But I guarantee you 99% of what you pray for will not overflow out of that bowl. He will answer it before you get there. He will pour fire on you before you get there. Who in this room knows who Robert Morris is? He's a pastor in Dallas. Yeah, that's right. Me and Z talked about him. Great pastor, man. I, I, was, I was listening to something that he talked about a while back, and it's, it's talking about how the, the strength of prayer, what it did for his entire family. I want to make sure I get these notes right. In the 1940s, um, Robert Morris's grandfather, uh, his name was Joe Morris, was not a believer. Uh, that's his grandfather. Robert's father at the time was about 14, 15, 16 years old. He's a teenager. And one day, Joe came home from work. Robert's dad was there. Forgive me, I didn't get his name. But Joe said, hey, there's this guy I work with. He wants me to come over to his house tonight. He wants to talk to me about something. And he said, uh, why don't you ride over there with me? So they jump in the pickup truck, and they head on down the road to this guy's house, and they get out, and he tells his son, Joe tells his son, again, Robert's dad, he says, you sit on the porch while I go in and visit with this guy. So he goes in to visit with this guy. This guy's name was Ray Alexander. Ray, that evening, witnessed to Joe Morris. He wanted to talk to him about Jesus. Joe Morris, that evening, accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. But he didn't tell Ray Alexander that. He went home. He did it at home. But another cool part about the story is, is Robert Morris's father, who was sitting on that porch for the first time in his life, also heard about Jesus. Because, you know, back in the day, you didn't have air conditioners, so it was like a screen door, right? So you could hear all those conversations. So in the same day, his father... And his grandfather, Robert Morris's father and grandfather, accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. When Robert Morris's grandfather Joe, passed away, Joe heard this story or excuse me, Robert heard this story and wanted to reach out to Ray Alexander, see if Ray was even still alive. Sure enough, he was alive, getting close to 90 years of age. and he reached out to him. He told him, he said, "I just want to tell you who I am." And because of what you did, not only was my grandfather saved, my father was saved, I was saved, and I have been a part, our churches have been a part. He has multiple churches, guys, in the Dallas area. Thousands of people go there. Thousands of salvations have come out of these churches. And if it's not for Ray Alexander, that doesn't happen. Here's the cool part about the story. That's not even the cool part. The cool part is, as Ray Alexander witnessed to Joe that day, Joe ended up leaving the job weeks later and he hadn't seen him in years. Didn't know what happened to him, anything about it. Did not know that Robert Morris was his grandson. He tells Robert on the phone, he starts crying. He says, I've been praying for Joe Morris every single day since that day. And he said, While I got you on the phone, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm opening my Bible. And there's a list of names in the back of my Bible of every person that I have shared Jesus Christ with to salvation. He said all of them have a check next to it except for Joe Morris. And he checked it off. That man prayed every single day for somebody that he only knew for a couple more weeks. Can you see what constant prayer can do? Guys, don't stop after one prayer. Because here's the thing. Sometimes it's not always just about you. There's a lot of other people out there that it can affect. Stay in constant prayer. Don't quit until you get your answer. He promises us in this book, you'll get that answer. Continue to pray, guys. Fill your bowl up and let it overflow. Amen?